Are you looking for organic grown CBD products? Well, check out Essentially Yours CBD Spot. The Essentially Yours CBD Spot LLC offers organically grown CBD products. Their passion is to help you become a healthier you naturally, non-GMO, gluten-free, and vegan-friendly. So go to www.essentiallyyourcbdspot.com. Hey, hey, so we're recording a new episode of The Q Chat, and today I have a wonderful young woman. Her name is Angela Goodlow-Solomon, and she is the millionaire motherpreneur mentor. And what Angela does is she teaches mothers how to use what they already know to start online businesses that they can work from home. So how are you doing today, Angela? I am outstanding. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm doing great. So right now, like I was mentioning to you before we got to record, and I, this is the most amazing time to be an entrepreneur, in my opinion. And I feel like a lot of people who are starting businesses, that those numbers are multiplying by the day due to the pandemic. So I want to give you the floor to just start off by introducing yourself and giving everyone your background. Okay. Well, thanks so much on your podcast. I appreciate the invitation. And um, my passion is showing mothers and women, but especially mothers, because um, it was really pivotal in my life to be able to um, have an alternative career to um, my my training as an attorney. Um, When I started having kids, I really wanted to uh, spend more time with them. And as an attorney working 60 plus hours a week, it was just really tough to really be the mother that I wanted to. And so I was able to uh, quit my job. Um, and my husband has a business. He's an entrepreneur. And I worked that business alongside him. And uh, then after a while, I was like, wow, you know, after my kids got a little bigger. I, I decided that, you know, I wanted to build an empire on my own. It was nice it being, you know, helping him build his business. But I knew that I also had a business inside of me and I had skills and talents that I could monetize. And so that's what I began to do. And it made a world of difference because I think it's so important for women to have their own business. I believe every woman should have her own business so that she doesn't have to exclusively depend on any boss or job or relationship, any uh, government program, because those things can be taken away from you over uh, overnight. I mean, you just mm-hmm. don't know. I think it's so important to, you know, maintain control of your own financial situation. And that's really my passion, showing women how to work from home and how to be their own boss using skills and talents that they already have. So it doesn't matter if you have a college degree or not. You all have skills. We all have skills that uh, that people need, uh, solutions mm-hmm. that we can provide. And I just believe that that, that having that power to generate your own money, uh, exclu- depending not depending on anybody else, is, uh, you know, real important for, for every woman. Oh, yes, I definitely agree. Now, just researching your background, so I know you touched on it a little bit, how you were a practicing attorney, you had your children. So what I had read further about you was that in the exact year of 2001 is when you did quit your job as a practicing attorney, you know, as you mentioned, to spend time with your three young, young sons. But I had read one portion that I found to be interesting. You were saying during that time period, not only did you lose your income, but you lost a little bit of your confidence. Can you get a little detailed on how did you get able to break out of that portion when you didn't have the confidence and when you were able to build that up so you can move forward to start your businesses. Absolutely. Uh, like I, I did quit my job in 2001. And at that time, I just had one son. Mm-hmm. And my um, 
my idea, my goal at that time was just to, you know, quit my job, stay home with him, help my husband build his business. And then when my son went back to school, I would, you know, be able to transition back to work full time, probably not at the law firm working 60 hours a week, but maybe, you know, um, just in some area of the law, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a different practice that allow for a, a better work family balance. But in the meantime, I um, had twins. And so mm. I said, you know, all bets are off. So I, I was just, <laughs> you know, full-time mom to three, three little boys under the age of three. So it was wow. pretty hectic. And um, at that time, you know, I, that was fine. I just, you know, decided that that's what that time in my life, that was my thirties. That was the time in my life that that's what I was meant to do was just be a mom to three little boys. And it was great. I homeschooled a little bit. Um, but when you're just talking to kids all day and not really having that uh, professional interaction for a long time, it really takes a toll. And also being an independent woman was so important to me. My mother, um, like my, you know, the grand, my grandmother's generation, they were homemakers. Mm-hmm. They, you know, raised their kids. My grandfather, you know, he worked, he had his meal, she had his meal table at you know five o'clock every day when he got home from work like that was the traditional family model and so my mother's generation they were the women's lib right so my mother you know she got she divorced my dad and she went back became a career mom I mean you know a career person she was just very focused on her career so much so that I spent a lot of time with my grandmother because my mother was so into pursuing her career which was much different from you know my grandmother's generation so me and my generation we have a lot of moms who you know we went to college we're professionals but we want a better balance we want to we want it all right we we want the the wonderful home life but we also want to be professionally satisfied you know with our careers and sometimes it's tough to have it all a lot of times it's tough to have it all so I tell Mm -hmm. people you might not be able to have it always all you know but you can have something some of the time we may not be able to have it all all of the time and so um that was in my 30s that was my time to you know really focus on being a mom but then when I tried to come back from the mommy track it was really tough because Mm. at that time my legal skills I hadn't practiced law in about 10 years um and you know employers really don't want to see that kind of gap on your resume you know, the mom job, even though it's one of the most important jobs in the in the world, right. um, you know, sometimes those still, those still skills get stale. They don't like to see that kind of employment gap on your resume. And so I knew, and I, just for my own flexibility um, and uh, just my life, I wanted to build my life around my work as opposed to, you know, having work to, I'm sorry, I wanted to build work around my life as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, having my life just taken by work and really only enjoying my family on the weekends and on those 10 days of vacation that they try to give you every year. <laughs> and so it was just really, really tough. Um, and, and the fact that I wasn't earning my own money anymore after, you know, being an attorney and, you know, making my own money, even after I got my undergraduate degree, moving to, I moved to Minneapolis and I was, you know, living the dream as a recent mm-hmm. college graduate, um, you know, just managing my own money and my own life. And so to not have any money, my own that I was earning anymore, just, you know, really depending on my husband and his income, it, it was, was, you know, not that my husband wasn't um, agreeable to, you know, spending money, but I was used to just not even having to mention, you know, that I wanted to buy this or I wanted to buy that. But when you're sharing a budget with somebody else, you have to kind of say, hey, you know, 
what do you think about that? And, you know, I, I just, I, I don't like that because I feel like, you know, as a grown woman, you should be Mm -hmm. able to, you know, have your own money, even though you share, I always tell him, you know, his money is mine and his, but I have money that's also mine. And so women just for our own safety, because there are a lot of women who wind up in, in dangerous situations, uh, abusive situations when they don't have that financial control. A lot of women Mm -hmm. have to stay in relationships uh, because, you know, they're not financially able to take care of themselves and their families. A lot of people have jobs that they hate um, and that, that they're not getting paid even a fraction of what they're worth because they need that job. And so I'm always an advocate of having that side hustle that can eventually turn into a plan A from a plan B so that you could just maintain control of your life. So not having that control, that financial control of my life, being out of the professional world and, you know, talking in with my, my kids for 10 years. I mean, it really, really played on your self-esteem. And at that time, you know, at home, even though you're not in the professional world, you really are still, you know, having project management skills you're mm-hmm. you know having you know um scheduling skills you're 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 wearing you know 10 hats driver cook manager boss negotiator mediator i mean you're you're still using all these skills in in the context of your home but you're not using them in the professional world. So that kind of played, it played on my confidence. It played on my self-esteem. I was wondering, you know, how do I, you know, transition back from this mommy track into, you know, a well-respected professional after being out so long. And so that was just, you know, really, really a challenge for me. I had so many skills, but I did not know which one these skills is something that I could use to to build my business because I could do so many different things and I love to do so many different things and so Mm -hmm. I just you know it was just a struggle of of having that business clarity and so that's what I find in a lot of the mothers that I work with is that you know after being out of the workforce so could do so much you know but you but but what is the and then if you come mm-hmm. out and you, you know, you say first, you're going to be this part, you, I'm, I'm, I'm this, I'm doing, you know, multi-level marketing, I'm doing, you know, resumes, I'm doing, you're doing 50 different things and people right. are confused. Mm-hmm. And so people don't really take you seriously because you haven't committed to one thing. So, you know, it's just really important to try to hone in on, you know, what is your profitable passion? What is your sellable skill mm. that, you know, you really want to stick with and you, you really feel like you can provide a solution and um, add value to the world with. And so that's really what I focus my business around, just really helping mothers and women monetize that sellable skill so that they can, you know, have a side hustle and that can turn into, you know, some financial stability for themselves. Now you said a ton of gems. (laughs) Just (laughs) I'm trying to figure out which one I want to grab first. So number one, I love how you mentioned just about you know, women being financially, you know, independent. Um, I was raised in a traditional upbringing, you know, my mom stayed home, my dad made all the money, you know, <laughs> that was it. And actually, it kind of oozed into my adulthood. When I became married, I kept thinking I had to be in that traditional role too, you know, where the spouse made the money and you stayed home with the children. But just like you mentioned, that causes some problems you know (laughs) like if you don't have a particular type of marriage and then you're in a situation where you're dependent upon another person for finances number one and another good point that you made um, I think a lot of people don't realize what abusive relationships too that's sometimes the only reason the women sometimes are whoever is on the receiving end of you know the dysfunction 
they have to stay in these toxic relationships because they literally can't afford to leave. I mean, I think a lot of times people talk about the whole, some couples are together for money. I mean, unfortunately, because neither one of them can really depend on leaving without the other financially. So I'm glad that you brought up that point. So just barreling back on just being independent. So I just love what you mentioned. So I think it is important, like I said, for just people in general. I'll even take the women, the woman part out of it. Just individuals in general should be financially independent. You never know what could happen to that job. And another good point you mentioned, I was in that situation. I know plenty of people now, they're at jobs that they absolutely despise. But they're not going to leave because, you know, number one, they don't realize that they do have other skills that could probably make way more than what they're making anyway. You know, that's another conversation because I've had it with people a lot. But on the flip side, because as you mentioned, they're afraid that they can't survive without that job, even though they're being underpaid, they're unhappy, (laughs) and they're miserable. So you and I discussed, you know, just the stage that you were at, you know, when you became a mother and you started working from home. And um, I know you mentioned that your husband also has a business. So take me to just now, what what does he do? I know like you guys have both, and that's one thing I forgot to mention previously. Both of you guys have been featured six times in different magazines, um, the Success From Home magazine and also Washington Life magazine. So just take me back to what type of business does he have? And then when did you get to the point where you know, you're very independent, where you decided, hey, I'm going to step out on my own? Okay, so my husband is in uh, network marketing. He uh, okay. has a telecommunications marketing company for uh, about 25 plus years now. So, and he's been very successful in that. Um, so uh, your second question was, when did I get to the point that? Right. So what what was your first business, you know, and like, when did you transition from, you know, helping him with his business, you know, and also raising your young children so when did you transition to having your first business? Like, what was that process? Okay, so great. So my first business, while I was still working at the law firm, um, okay. my husband encouraged me to look into real estate. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, I really feel like, you know, real estate is a great um way to build wealth and we really need to look into it. And so I, while I was still working at the law firm with my, you know, one son who was about nine months old at that time, we started looking into real estate. We started taking real estate courses. We started uh, going to real estate conferences. And um, so I got my real estate license. Um, And so when I quit my job, I had my real estate broker's license um, and we started investing and it was awesome because, um, so I'm a real estate, I have a real estate broker's license. So I have a real estate brokerage. So that was my first business. And it was awesome because when we started investing, I actually started making more money um, from my real estate investments than I was making at my job. Mm. And so that was uh, really, really key um, to when I you know, came home. So we did that for a couple of years, but then um, the real estate market crashed in like 2008. And so uh, when that happened, um, it was just like, wow, you know, um, it really kind of crushed my confidence in real estate investing because I got stuck with, you know, a property and, you know, lost a lot of money. And I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to be a mom. I'm just mm-hmm. going to focus on my kids. I'm going to be a mom. It's just too stressful and, um, you know, it's too costly. 
and I'm just going to do that. So um, it took me a while to, you know, get back into that. But now, you know, I, I think that's that's a key part of what I teach. I teach also, I teach, you know, how to uh, have an online business using skills you already have. But another piece that I teach, which is, which is important, is the real estate piece, because most millionaires have real estate in there. And mm-hmm. so I didn't think it, it would be a disservice not to, uh, called flip to six figures where I walk my um, students through a, a, a flip property from start to finish okay. one that I actually just did so they can actually see the steps they can see what I did um, and so that is a piece of my um, my academy the millionaire motherpreneur business academy it has that real estate piece in addition to the online business piece because I think work together Okay. Okay. So I know that you obviously, you said, like you mentioned, you did the real estate thing and your main thing now is mentorship. So what inspired you and exactly when did you start though mentoring to other women? And just, I know based off your experiences, was there anything in particular that just made you think to yourself, well, Hey, you know, I've gained this knowledge and I figured out how to be financially independent on my own and on my own terms how can I offer this to other women was there like a light bulb moment where you said to yourself hmm maybe I should offer this knowledge to other people well what happened I started a meetup group you know this meetup platform came on the scene and um it was awesome right just a way to you know get people together who had common interests and so in my area I started a be your own boss meetup for women Mm -hmm. and um I would do it every month would come um a lot of them had the same issues that I had it was a lot there were a lot of moms who you know were professionals who decided to um just focus on their families for a while and they had Mm -hmm. been home and they would talk about you know the the loss of self-esteem they would talk about the loss of self-confidence and so I realized it was a, a common theme I even had you know friends of mine that I went to college with that had the same situation you know we we were we we found out about this online business model probably back in maybe 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. That's when I first took my first, and I had a really good friend of mine who I went to college with. Um, she homeschooled her five kids. Her husband, you know, was doing well and she was able to, you know, be home with her kids because, you know, that's what they both decided. And then like, just like me, I mean, we, we had the same struggle, just trying to figure out which of these skills we, we know how to do so much. We've been home, we've out of the workforce. And so just talking to her and seeing the women that came to my be your own boss meetup group, I just saw that there was such a need for, um, you know, just one-on-one coaching or smaller group coaching, because a lot of these online courses that were out there, I mean, you just, they were kind of like self-study, self-taught, but without that support piece. And also what I've also found over the years is that there are so many pieces to the puzzle. It's like a huge puzzle, right? Mm -hmm. It's so many pieces you can take, online course this online course blah blah you learn this learn that but it's hard to put it all together without like without mm-hmm. small group or individual support and so just you know to just to meet that need and to help more women be successful because I see also a lot of people that just give up give up because they can't figure it out you see so many people you know succeeding online and um saying that they you know are doing this but you can't seem to make it happen for yourself because you, first of all, you don't have clarity, right? You don't know mm-hmm. how to get online. And a lot of us at uh, my age are, um, 
maybe not as tech, tech savvy as we need to, you know, mm-hmm. some of us have hard time even, you know, with, with social media. And so right. that can also be a challenge that we have not kept up with the times and are not able to pivot online because we are of the, you know, just the, the brain drain that it's going to going to take to, you know, really get our tech skills up to that level. And so just understanding that um, is where I try to meet my clients um, is, you know, just trying to walk them slowly. That's the easiest way to get their business online. Um, the first part of my uh, Motherpreneur Business Academy is really, you know, just taking that skill and um, starting going from start to scale just walking them through how to set up their website, walking them through how to, you know, get that first client. And, um, you know, we just start from there. Okay. Now, one thing that I love on your website, so you have this piece where you mentioned why I want you to be a millionaire motherpreneur. And you wrote, as you mentioned earlier, how you believe every woman needs to be able to make money no matter what happens with any job relationship, or as you mentioned, our government benefits. And you said as a grown woman, you should be in complete control of your life, whether it be a day off or a nice meal or even a new outfit or your dream car. You need to get what you want when you want it and not feel guilty about it. So I just feel like, number one, that empowers people because I think sometimes it's just what we think, you know, it's our thought process that holds us back, you know, and there's fear. I think everyone has a level of fear, whether we like to admit it or not, but diving out and being an entrepreneur and taking control of how you earn money, it is scary for some people, you know, and some people are accustomed, as you mentioned, they're relying on government benefits, our relationship, our job that a lot of times they don't like, but it's still like that level of security mentally. So I think it's a lot where you're just afraid to move on. So with your background and your skills, What's the first starting point you would think for like, okay, so let's say you had a mom in front of you right now. She's at a job she really doesn't really care for. You know, she's trying to make ends meet and she's ready to move on and start her own business. So what would be like your first starting point? Like if you had this mother, you know, writing your hands, you know, like what would be your first starting point on like where she should begin on starting that journey to be an entrepreneur? Well, that's funny that you first mentioned, you know, the the fear. So what we always start with is confidence and mindset, mm-hmm. because that is the beginning of everything. You win and you lose with your mindset. Mm-hmm. And so I actually um, am writing, writing a book right now. It's almost finished. It's called Sis, You've Got This, the Mindset mm-hmm. Manual for Women Entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. because... Um, Everything starts in, and stops in your mind. If you if you believe you can do it, you can. If you have doubt, then you won't. And so we really, really, you know, want to work on that mindset piece. We also want to work on the money piece. A lot of us have, you know, bad money scripts in our head. You know, money uh, doesn't grow on trees. Money is the root of all evil. You know, all these bad things that we've heard over the years about money. When money is not bad, money is great. Money allows you to do, you know, so many things. It allows you to even bless other people. So necessarily if you like money or you make money that you have to be greedy you know Mm -hmm. it it, it is a tool to allow you to you know live your best life and help other people you know as you so desire if you you know have a charitable heart you can help so many people with it so I really Mm -hmm. feel like we need to change those money scripts and so that is the first piece that we start with we start with the mindset we talk we we, the, the money mindset success mindset confidence because um, a lot of us, you know, I don't know if you've heard of this uh, thing called the imposter syndrome. 
Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And that is huge. So even if you're successful, if you're a professional career woman, you're successful on your job, you could still be like, well, at home, be like, wow, I can't even believe that, you know, I'm sitting in the boardroom. I can I believe me like you. A lot of people are imposters. We're all, you know, uh, struggling with just, you know, just trying to process you know, how we're showing up in the world. And so mindset is a huge piece. So even before we work on figuring out what your sellable skill is, what solution you're going to provide that people would love to pay you for, that's our second piece. The first piece we always start with is um, mindset and confidence. Mm. Now, you have an excellent blog. And as I mentioned, I wanted to take some points from the blog for us to dive deeper into so one that stood out to me, the title was Stop Talking Yourself Out of Action, which I think ties definitely into what you just mentioned about mindset. So can we get deeper into that? And actually, the imposter syndrome that you mentioned, I actually just learned about that a few months ago, actually. And when I read it, I was like, wow. And I think we all have had moments where we get into that. And I think especially when... As women, a lot of us wear a billion hats. And one thing that you mentioned that I thought was really important was for women that are at home with their children, and it is like one of the hardest jobs in the world, they're handling so many different positions (laughs) that people are getting paid tons of money, you know, in actual companies. As you mentioned, they're marketing, they're managing time, they're doing so many different things. And I just think when you have so many hats, I think it is easy to kind of fall into that imposter syndrome sometimes like you know I can't believe you know that I'm handling these things or it's even when some things are going well like you kind of talk yourself out of it because there may be another element of your life that you're trying to work on and it's just kind of hard to marry all these different elements of what you're working on so I know you did mention imposter syndrome but can you get a little deeper just because I love that topic about stop talking yourself out of action because I always say I feel like a lot of people who are in situations where they may be unhappy, you know, with their finances or they may be unhappy with their job. I feel like a lot of times people have million dollar dreams that they're sitting on, but they have talked themselves out of it. As you mentioned, mindset is everything. I say that all the time. It's all about how you view things and what you think about yourself and what your self-worth is as well. Some people don't realize they're worth way more than that $40,000 a year job that they have you know, that they're unhappy and they can't even take a vacation or call off sick when they want to. So how would you go further into, you know, just that average person that's sitting there, they're at a job that they don't like, to just how could they stop talking themselves out of action? You know, how can they get themselves in a better mindset to move forward? Well, that's just it. It's really (laughs) working on mindset. It really Mm -hmm. is, you know, um, so I write a weekly blog. Okay. um, that um, I send out to people on my email list that is very motivational. I talk about real life experiences that I'm experiencing at the moment um, and really just turn it around to motivational messages to show them how, you know, even though, you know, me, it's just a constant, you know, because we have so much negative self-talk in our minds. Mm-hmm. We really, really need to, when, when it happens, it's, you can't stop it from happening, but when it does happen, you can stop it and switch it. Right. Mm. And turn it into something positive. So in terms of, you know, because I get business ideas all the time and I'm sure a lot of people do. But as soon as that business idea comes, sometimes you can be like, 
No, nah, it'll never work. It's that negative self-talk. Like immediately, it could be a million dollar idea that you have. And instead of taking action, you talk yourself right out of it because you got right. 50, 50 different reasons why you shouldn't do it. And a lot of mm. it, it, a lot of it is based on fear. And a mm-hmm. lot of that fear is based on what people are going to think. And I think that is so, like, I, I hear it so much. And the thing is, I always tell people, I don't know, you know, but what your religious status is, but I always say, you know, they talked about you. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they talked about him, they're going to talk about you. They're going to talk about you whether you win. They're going to talk about you when you lose. They're just going to talk about you. And so you can't let people's opinions of you stop you because I think they say when you buy somebody's opinion, you buy their lifestyle. And there are a mm. lot of people who don't want you to win. They don't want to see you succeed. They could they could be, you know, your family members. Sometimes we call oh, those yeah. people vampires. These are vampires because they are used to seeing you at a certain level and you might be mm-hmm. at that same level with them. And so it's fearful for them to, to see you level up, right? Because it, mm-hmm. it, it causes, it shines the light back on them and maybe their fears and their inability to level up. And so I think there's a lot of, it, it's a fight. To be successful is a fight. And some people, you know, have the muscle for it. Other people, you know, they, they don't necessarily have the, the will to, to get to the finish line. And I really, really want to help more women have that will, have that confidence to get to the finish line, finish line for themselves and for their families. But like I said, it always starts with the mindset and catch yourself, you know, with that negative self-talk that we all have. We all have that mm-hmm. negative Nelly in our brain. And yes. you can just... You know, instead of talking yourself out of it, research it, look into it. Don't immediately, you know, shoo it away. Say, hey, I got the everything happens for a reason. You get messages all the time. And the the worst part is getting an idea for a business or an idea of some action to take and you decide not to do it. And then you turn around this month, three months next year and see somebody else that have, has done the exact same thing. And you're like, wow. You know what I mean? Like I got that idea and I just didn't act on it because I was fearful before, because I didn't have confidence because my self-esteem isn't where where it needs to be. And so Mm -hmm. I always recommend when we're working on mindset and confidence, you know, it's so easy now to listen to podcasts like yours, listen to audio books, listen to, you know, um, or read. If you are a book reader, like I am, you know, get some mm-hmm. motivational books. One of the first books I read, um, that changed my life was in my twenties when I was, uh, recently, it was Think and Grow Rich, um, mm. a black choice, actually. Um, so there's two, the Napoleon Hill and the Dennis Kimbrough one. Um, but I that really just expanded my mind and it motivated me. And um, we just have to constantly feed our minds to counteract that negative self-talk with positivity from, you know, um, podcasts, uh, audio books, um, positive uh, TV programs, you can find them and and just books. We really have to work hard to consciously counteract that negative self-talk. And anyone that listens to my show, they already know, like, I just eat up everything you just said. (laughs) Because I'm very big on self-motivation, number one, um, self-love, because I feel like we will talk ourselves out of anything and everything because we, we we doubt ourselves or we doubt our potential but I feel like that also ties back because I'm huge on just telling people to love themselves I feel like if you don't value your true worth 
it's easier to just say, oh, well, you know, I, I, I can't do that. You know, like, I, I'm not going to be able to make that happen. I can't speak in front of a ton of people. I can't start this business. I can't write that book. And another thing that you mentioned is family and friends. I, me personally, I always say that depending on your lifestyle, your family and friends are really going to be numbed anyway to some of your thoughts and your dreams. Because as you said, they're used to a particular you and also some of them, that's foreign language to them. You know, like they're not in the world where, okay, they're going to go try and make six figures or things like that. And that's okay. It's just, you have to be able to motivate yourself so that you don't allow that to stop you. And I think that is what stops a lot of people because they haven't moved forward and said, okay, well, I'm just going to stop discussing this with so-and-so, or I'm just not going to really let, you know, their opinion stop me, you know, and it's easier said than done than some for some people, but you're right. I feel like it's all in your mindset and just realizing your potential. So some other things that I really picked on that, that I really enjoyed. So there was one blog that you had written and it's entitled the BS before the breakthrough. So can we dive into that? So what does that really stand for? What would you say is the BS before the breakthrough? <laughs> I, I probably wrote, wrote that blog a couple of years ago, so I'm not even sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, what I do know is that right before Right mm-hmm. before you have a massive breakthrough, you're going to experience some resistance. Mm-hmm. And this resistance is going to show up and it's going to question your next step. It's going to cause you to question whether you should continue to move forward. It's going to be, I mean, it could be it's something there just to stop you in your tracks. But I always say that that resistance, when it shows up, celebrate. Because that mm-hmm. means that, that you are on the verge of a breakthrough and they just it, it, they, it, it's just serving to see how bad you want it. How bad you want this. Because success is not easy. It is a fight, as I mentioned before. And because if, if everything was easy, everybody would do it. Right? And so... Mm-hmm. It is resistance is going to show up. It could be, you know, something in your life. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that um, is related to your business or, you know, what you're trying to achieve. It could be, you know, some other life challenge. It could be a health challenge. It could be something in your family that happens that you just cannot believe the the, the timing of like, wow, Mm. you know, this timing is just off. But believe me that when that resistance shows up. You know, it may not, you may not feel like celebrating, but I just want you to recognize it as for what it is. And Mm. if you can get through it, push through it to the other side, it's going to be likely something wonderful, something that's going to push you closer to the dream that you're, you're trying to achieve. And, um, I, I just, you know, want to tell people, you know, cause a lot of times it, it, it will throw people off. And the thing that is so interesting to me is that, as soon as you tr- commit to something, decide or make the decision not to talk yourself out of something, as soon as you decide to move forward on your life path to make a change, it has happened so many times to me and to other people. I just feel like all of a sudden you start to see things that can help you along your way. At first, when you when when you try to talk yourself out of it, like you said, sometimes it seems impossible. But when you make a decision in your head, it's like the universe conspires to help you make it happen. But mm. if you're wishy-washy about stuff, 
it, it, the, the universe can't even help you like because mm-hmm. you, you you haven't even made a decision but once you <laughs> you know burn the burn the bridge and say you know what if it's got to be it's up to me i'm moving forward next thing you know you see all kind of help show up you needed a, a virtual assistant boom somebody's on your timeline that just started a business or you you needed you know some funding for this boom you got a lender that shows up just out of nowhere it's almost like you have to decide are non-negotiable about your goal, you will start to see everything to show up to support you on your path. But until you decide, if you are wishy-washy and you don't know, you doubting yourself, you, you know, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't do it. This, it, it, no, it, it can't happen because mm. you have to be committed. So that's another thing that I wanted to share. So I know, like you mentioned, like you had a point where you discover what you were really good at besides being a mother and as you mentioned you like to mentor mothers to figure out what they have that is sellable so what is the process you feel like for the average person you know they they want to work independently they want to work on their own they want to start a business and some people I feel like they they have that gift right there they already know like okay I'm, I'm gonna do blah 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 it's already set out so let's say for example they may come up as wishy-washy or for example they may have different skills or they just may be in a point where they know the end result they know they want to have that successful business but they may not be clear exactly which one of their skills may be marketable or bankable so what's the process I guess you would say for someone to just kind of decide from the beginning how can they make themselves sellable what can they figure out about themselves that would actually be you know, lucrative. All right. So in the uh, Millionaire Motherpreneur Business Academy, the first step of it is called start. And and start, we start off uh, first, like I said, with the mindset piece, because we really need to um, establish that foundation because we just touch on that every time. Anytime you feel in doubt, you need to go back to the, the confidence module um, so that you can continue to move forward. Now, the second thing that we do is a questionnaire to try to figure out what is your sellable skill? What is the your sellable solution or your, your bankable skill that you said um, that people would love to pay you for? And we have a, a questionnaire um, that allows us to figure out like what is your thing we want to figure out you know your profitable passion what is the thing oftentimes it's something that you're doing for free for people um Mm -hmm. that they're asking you to do and you just are taking it for granted because you just think that everybody like it's no big deal like everybody can do this you you we we don't realize how unique our skill set is because sometimes if it comes to us so easily we just assume it comes easily to other people and Mm so sometimes it's that sometimes it's the skill that you used to provide for your for your boss or your uh employer that you can actually you know and turn it into a consulting business or a coaching business for yourself so we we help you know in in the the course we help people claim their unique superpower and then we also validate that so you let's say you know you decide that you know you um so my my client I'm working with now she has a res- resume business mm-hmm. um well she's a, a recruiter and okay. in the course of her um 
her job, she uh, reviews a ton of resumes. And so I, that, that would kind of make her resume expert. She, she sees so many. She actually picks the resumes that she, you know, likes and actually interviews the people. And so she decided that, hey, you know, maybe, you know, my, my skill is helping people with resumes. It's a problem that people have. You know, people want to get jobs. We want to get them hired. We want to make sure their resume is as polished as possible. And so she is now a career consultant on the side it's her side hustle that she you know in addition she's still working but she's starting this uh, career consulting business for people doing resumes helping them with interview skills um you know just helping prepare them to get hired and those mm-hmm. are skills that she's using on her job so like i said a lot of times it's it, it is if you don't if you have a job it's probably something on your job that you could do and provide as a sellable skill as a um in your own business or if you've been at home being a mom like you said we wear so many hats event planning project management um you know uh accountant um <laughs> consultant so many things that you do and a lot of times people uh, consultant people call you can you do this can you do this you just take it for granted because it's no big deal but really that's something that that you that you can provide to people for money so Mm -hmm. who do you say is your average client right now and how do they normally find you so um it really is referrals word of mouth and online so i get um a lot of inquiries on instagram mm-hmm. uh, a lot of inquiries on facebook and my uh dm uh message facebook mm-hmm. messenger mm-hmm. um and then also people that um are referred by you know other moms and other people that uh know what i do and where are you currently located i live right outside washington dc in maryland Okay. Okay. With the pandemic, do you feel that your business has picked up as far as more moms reaching out to you or just people in general who are like, hey, you know, my, you know, my livelihood has been affected by the pandemic. I need to think of some different ideas. Has that picked up the amount of people that you, you know, work with right now? um, Yeah. Taking place? I've I receive a lot more inquiries because people want to work from home safely. Mm-hmm. Even um though even you know, people that you know have great jobs, their jobs are still stable. They're like, "Wow, you know, I I have a lot of fear about going into my office 8 hours a day." Mm-hmm. Um so um yes, I I will say yes because people are, you know, wanting to be able to work from home. They want to be safe and they also want to, you know, make enough income to continue to live their lifestyle. So they're just looking at ways to pivot. What is your advice right now for someone who, you know, obviously the pandemic has taken place and their job has just, you know, completely been hit? Because obviously we have a lot of people dealing with being unemployed as well. And, you know, they're thinking, you know, I really want to start a business, but I don't have the funds. You know, as you as you mentioned, you know, we will talk ourselves out of things. But let's say there's someone, you know, they're currently unemployed and they're really scrambling. You know, they want to be able to work independently but they just don't know where to start like what would be your suggestion for them because I think a lot of times with people starting businesses they're unclear of like how much money they may need to start or you know should they have a whole ton of money to invest you know they're kind of scrambling and they don't know exactly where to start what would be your advice for that person 
So my advice is that, you know, the pandemic, of course, is, um, you know, an awful time, a challenging time for so many. We've we've seen so many people lose loved ones. And so it really is a challenging time. But on the flip side, um, we have to look, you know, this is more mindset work, is to try to to, to find a silver lining in the pandemic time. And I read something um, the other day that it says um, because of the pandemic and social distancing, we are spending an average of nine hours more at home per week than we have been before. And it makes sense because, you know, before I know myself, I'd be, you know, going to events, I'd be networking, I would, you know, be at this meeting, this club, speaking here and, you know, going all over, traveling to conferences and with the pandemic, all that kind of shut down. And so it's been a blessing to have, you know, that much more time to be creative. And even mm. people, you know, when you're working jobs, we're not going out as much as we used to. So we're at home. So I would advise that instead of, you know, spending those extra hours and that extra time at home on the couch watching television, it's really a time to be creative. It is a, yes. a, a perfect time to um, figure out. What what's your next best move? How can you level up? Because I mean, it really is a pause. We haven't completely paused, but it really is a time for pause. And I really would love to see more people just make the most of this time, come out better mm-hmm. than this time. And I know it's a struggle because you know we we're dealing with you know anxiety and stress. And I'm not saying I'm, that I'm, I'm some people are depressed in this time because there's a lot of uncertainty. But yes. again mindset. We have to, you know, have a positive mindset. We can try to move forward. And I would just say, look at, you know, what, what are you doing at your job that you could turn into a business? How can you, can you be a consultant uh, for, um, you know, what, what you're doing at your job currently? Or if, if that, that opportunity isn't there, what do people ask you to do? that you mm-hmm. just effortlessly, effort, effortlessly do for free. You know, mm-hmm. if people are calling you, you know, asking you, can you, um, can you look at this for me? Can you read this uh, airplane for me? Can you, you know, all the things that people just ask you to do, and it's no big deal to you. You just do it, right? That is, mm-hmm. you know, something that you can provide as a business. Um, right. And so I just think that there's so much opportunity at this time in the midst of, you know, all the sorrow and uncertainty. Um, we just have to be mentally tough um, and know that we'll come out on the other side better and just use this time. Don't let this time go to waste. Um, try to try to be better in this time, improve yourself so that, you know, on the other side, when everything's good, you can, you know, have a possible whole new career or business. I love that. So rounding out this episode, what would be the main takeaway? Let's say someone has tuned in, you know, they've listened and they've taken in everything that you've said. So you've, you've lit the match for them, you know, so you inspired them to go ahead and just be fearless and move forward and, you know, start that business, take control of their career and their finances on their own. What would be the main takeaway, the lasting thing that you would want to, what's the lasting message I guess you would, you know, want to give out to that person that's listening? I guess it would be uh, the model for my business, which is make yourself rich. Hmm is, you know, nobody else is going to help you be rich or have have all the success that you need to have. We, We really have to take action ourselves. And a lot of times, you know, nobody else is really going to, um, you know, give you probably what you feel like you deserve. We have to go after those things. If you're motivated for more, you know you can profit from your own experience. We all have sellable skills. We all can be solution providers. We all have a business within us. 
Um, and just work on your mindset, work on your confidence, know that everybody struggles with it and know that everybody has that negative voice. And the people that you see that have been successful, they are no better than you. They just been able to persevere. They've been able to, you know, get that mental toughness to be able to, to, uh, shout over that negative voice and move forward to, uh, live their best lives. And so. I think the opportunity is available for everyone. Some of us, you know, it may be a little tougher to get to than others, but we can all press through and don't be afraid to reach out for help. You know, take a course, um, you know, read a book, right? Mm-hmm. We only know what we know. We have to keep investing in our education and our, our growth, our um because without it, like I said, we just only are, are armed with the knowledge that we have right now. So we need to keep enhancing our knowledge um, and be that, you know, through some coaching or through uh, some books or some personal, personal development. You can continue to grow yourself so that um, you can grow your business um, or, you know, just just grow your mental capacity for mental toughness so that you can be confident and successful in life. So. What is your definition of a queen? That's something new that I have been adding into my segments. And now that we've reached the one-year mark, that's something I'm definitely going to have at the end of each episode. So before we end everything, what is your definition of a queen? A queen is every woman because we were all born for greatness. Mm. Yes, I love it. We're all destined for royalty. Thank you so much again. I love it. So thank you so much. I want to make sure before we end everything, please give everyone all your contact information, how they can reach you, give them the link to your website, everything. Because I know there's some people who are going to gather some confidence after just listening to this. And I know they're going to want to reach out to you. So give everyone all your contact information and also your social media handles. So uh, my website is AngelaGSolomon.com. That's G is in green and Solomon likes the Bible, all O's. And I'm at Angela G. Solomon on all social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you just dropping some knowledge. Like I said, this is, you know, very, I don't know the correct word. It's a very uncertain time, you know, just to be transparent. But I feel like this is also a time where, as you mentioned, we all can take this to our advantage and, you know, just take out the scariness of the whole, you know, the fear of the pandemic. But as far as just following our dreams, we can definitely take that time and use it to our advantage and use the time to be on our side, actually, and not work against us. So everyone, I always end out the show the same way to make sure you go love yourself. And as Ms. Angela mentioned, you have the power to be rich. I mean, I feel like a lot of times we act like that's a negative thing to say, you know, being rich or just really being wealthy. We, a lot of times we talk ourselves out of that whole idea and we won't even work towards it because we're afraid or we think that we're not capable of achieving that. Or we quite frankly think we're unworthy of having financial security, but you definitely are worthy of it. Please make sure you go love yourself and whatever dreams that you do have, whatever endeavors you have, whether it's having a business and being fully independent or whether it's sticking with your career, but just having that side business because you still want to have those extra pockets of security. If that's the stage that you're at right now, just know that you have the capability 
to make that happen. And don't let anyone talk you out of it. And as we mentioned, it's all in your mindset. But just remember that you are a winner and you can achieve everything that your heart sets out to achieve. So thank you again, Miss Angela G. Solomon. And that's the Millionaire Motherpreneur. And she gave you guys all her contact information. So make sure you guys go reach out to her. Thank you again, Miss Angela. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Q Chat Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Queen's Arrogance, LLC. Our company website is www.goqueen.com.